I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson and our partners from Montecito Bank and Trust. Vicki, would you do the honors? I would be happy to. We are happy to have back today Sean Dyer, Senior Fraud Specialist with Montecito Bank and Trust. Montecito Bank and Trust always has very good information for us on what's currently happening here in our county. So, Sean, what have you got for us today? Well, thank you for having me back on the show. Today, I have a couple things that we've seen before, but one is certainly prevalent with um, our university close by and renters re-upping leases or finding new places to live. And that is what we call a Craigslist rental scam. And what happens is, you know, people are out looking for a place to rent and they'll find postings on Craigslist. And like all Craigslist scams, the fraudster tries to get you out of Craigslist emailing or texting back and forth and doing it privately so that Craigslist can no longer monitor. So they get you off to the side so you're corresponding outside of Craigslist and they're sending photos of a place to rent and they have an address and they want to go back and forth with you, get your information like they might be a rental property management company. So they need some of your personal information and then you have to send them a Venmo or Zelle for their services and then you find out that property isn't a a rental. However, that property may be for sale or have been for sale in the past because they are using photos of a legitimate property where they they steal them right off of, say, Zillow or Realtor.com or other websites to use photos of an actual address. The, The situation with our customers, they had done all this and then she realized this wasn't legitimate. So again, not only is she out the money that she sent via Venmo or Zelle, but she also gave out her personal identifiable information, driver's license, social security number, date of birth. So now she's also a victim of ID theft. When we go back and forth with our branch who reaches out to the customer, we ask a series of questions. And one is, have you been to the property? Have you been to the address to see it? How did you find that, you know, how did you find this listing and so forth? And she had not gone to the address. She had not seen the property, even though it was a valid location out in Isla Vista. So it's just, you've got to do your due diligence. And right now uh, is the time that it'll, it's usually June to June that the UCSB students have to sign their leases and there's going to be a lot of scams going on because the fraudsters know that. And so they're going to try to Take you and, and if they're not doing it with this type with a property management company and having you send a small amount Zell, they'll do the thing where you need to send us a check, a deposit, hold it. You know, it's going fast. You know, all the sense of urgency. Yeah. 
that always, you know, tricks us and we just don't think about the questions and we do what they ask. Yeah. You know, Sean, this scam has been going on for such a long time. And I'm sure there is an uptick now, as you say, because UCSB students are moving in and out of their apartments. And so it's rampant right now. But I remember a couple of years ago, I got a phone call from a young man who was trying to move into Santa Barbara. And he alerted me to the fact that the first three properties that he tried to get from Craigslist were scams. Now, fortunately, he was able to see the red flags and he didn't get taken. But he said, you know, the first three properties that I tried to to get, all of them were scams and they were all on Craigslist. And he says, you know, I just don't think I want to move to Santa Barbara anymore. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It was really very interesting. But often I know that one of the red flags is the owner is unavailable or whoever is renting the property can never meet you in person, can never hand over the keys. They are always out of town and there's always some excuse why they're out of town. Maybe their parents own this property and their parents just passed away and now they're in charge of renting it, but they live back in Chicago and whatever the reason is. But they always want you to go by and take a look at it. And if you like it, you know, you can look at it from the outside. If you like it, then get back in touch and they'll send you the rental agreement. You can sign that and give them all your personal information, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And of course, you also have to send them your first and last month's rent and deposit. And um, once they've got that, then they're, of course, they're going to send you the keys. Only the keys never come. And uh, the, the properties that I've heard about, they're always very attractive properties and for a very, very reasonable price. So that old, um, saying that we always have, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is, really applies to the Craigslist scam. And from what I hear you saying, the red flags would be, they try and get you off of Craigslist quickly. They try and move you to a different site, emailing or texting back and forth. Um, They get all your personal information before you even maybe have looked at the property as if they're trying to vet you to see if you're an appropriate uh, renter. Um, They want you to send money through uh, Zenmo or Zelle. There's this sense of urgency. And of course, just what I said, um, they're always unavailable to meet you in person. So those really are the red flags. And you have to be so, so careful. If you're buying or selling anything on Craigslist, if you start to see those red flags, um, be wary, you know, maybe take a step back. What else have you got for us? Any other warnings that uh, things we need Uh to know about? Other warnings, yes. Um, this happened within the last couple of weeks out at our local Costco. A woman's wallet was stolen right out of her purse. I am a huge advocate of, I have a purse that has a long strap. Any store I go into, that purse strap is over my body. It's not hanging off one arm. It is across and it sits right in front of me. So when I'm shopping and I leave my cart and I turn whatever, it is with me. And this was not. And that's how they, you know, you leave your purse, you turn, or it's a, uh, we don't know, but we've seen it before where it's a a team or group of people. And one asks you a question to distract you to turn while the other is quickly grabbing into your purse and stealing your wallet. 
So I think, of course, this probably happens a lot more to females with purses. I don't know. There could be, you know, guys may take their wallets out and set them down. I don't know. But the point is, don't leave it in the basket, even if you're with your basket. These are professionals. This is what they do for a living. And then they took her cards and they, you know, went crazy charging things, uh, not at Costco, but, um, you know, we've got lots of other stores right out there by Costco. So it's just keeping keeping your um, personal items on your person. Well, this is something that Dayton, uh, one of our frequent guests, has talked about quite a bit. And uh, it, it co- seems to come in waves. And there, like you say, there are teams. There are teams of these crooks, and they will come through town from another city. They will another location, maybe someplace like Los Angeles or San Francisco, and they'll sweep into town. And they'll hit all our big stores and all our grocery mm-hmm. stores. And like you say, they do work in teams. And they come in and they get some big hits and they leave and it's impossible to find them. And we have videos of them doing yes. this. Uh, of, we've watched videos where one of the members of this criminal team distracts the shopper. The other one uh, comes up alongside and you know usually has maybe a folder in his hand or something where he can sort of disguise what he's doing and reaches into the purse, grabs the wallet, and before you know it, he's wandering off, and they are out the door, and it's amazing how quickly they can use those credit cards and run up big bills. I mean, I'm talking within 15 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. They have used the credit cards. They have taken whatever credit they can, whatever cash they can, and they are gone. They are in their car, and they're going to another town. Yeah, and sometimes they'll even have a little old person who's a part of the team and can't reach something. And they'll say, could you help me reach something off the shelf? And I don't want to discourage anyone from helping if it's a real need, but make sure while you do it, you have your purse safe. Yes, yes. And I I am guilty of leaving my purse sometimes in my shopping cart because it's heavy. (laughs) I don't like to carry it. But every time I do that, I think of Dayton. And how I would be scolded <laughs> if he ever saw me doing that. <laughs> so so I, I am trying to be very careful. But you brought up an interesting point. Does this happen to men? And um, there was a scam going around several years ago that would happen in parking lots. And the pitch was this. The scammer would see somebody coming out of the parking lot. Let's say it was a man. And um, he'd get in his car. And all of a sudden, the scammer would go up and say, excuse me, sir, excuse me, sir, and, and knock on the window. And, you know, the gentleman would roll down the window and he'd say, you know, unfortunately, I dropped my keys and they, they're they under your car and I can't quite reach them. And, of course, the driver, the victim says, oh, well, OK, well, let's see what we can do. And gets out of his car to check where the keys are so he won't roll over them. And as soon as he's bending down to look under the car, most men carry their wallets right in their back pockets. And Mm -hmm. scammers right there, picks out the wallet. Wow. uh, Yeah. We have had that happen. In fact, it was uh, happening to people. One gentleman it happened to, I think, when he was coming out of Sansom Clinic into their parking lot. So, yeah. So it does happen to men. And it also happens to women who leave their purses hanging over the back of their chairs when they are out to lunch. Once again, mm-hmm. guilty as charged with that one. I do that one all the time. But that is also easy pickings 
for thieves who can just come through a restaurant very quickly, see the see the purse hanging there in back of the victim, look around, look around, reach in, grab the wallet, and they are gone. So yeah, we do have to be very careful because all of us carry way too many things in our purses. In fact, we did a segment on this a while ago, and it was about the 10 things you shouldn't carry in your purse. And I had about seven out of the 10 that I carry. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been uh, I have been trying to clean out my purse, clean out my wallet. So at least if somebody does get the information in my purse, they're not going to be able to do too much damage. So, you know, this was really, really good advice and things that we really need to be aware of. Any well, questions? That's all I have. That's all you've got today. Okay. Well, I actually do have some good news if you'd like me to share that now. I'd love that, Vicki. All right. You know how I'm always very happy when romance scammers get caught? Because as we have talked about many, many, many times, this is one of the most devastating scams that operate today. And it's a big money maker for scammers. So there's lots of this going around. And I'm always very happy when we catch some of these folks. So this was the good news from the United States Attorney's Office. This just came out. Texas man sentenced for role in scamming seniors in Rhode Island and elsewhere in online romance scams. And we've talked about how these scammers will often pose as businessmen doing business overseas or maybe somebody in the military. And this particular scammer used the identity and the images, so actual pictures, of two United States generals. So these were real people. They were not the scammers, but the scammers were using their names and their, their pictures, their identities to perpetrate these scams. And so they would pose as a general in the United States military who was serving overseas. And the uh, conspirator pretending to be the general would um, forge some kind of a personal and sometimes a romantic relationship with the victim and convince the victim to send substantial sums of money usually apparently in this case in the form of bank checks or cash, to uh, companies in Texas that the uh, scammer controlled. Of course, these were fraudulent companies. And somehow he was able to convince his victims that um, he needed money. In one case, he needed $60,000 to uh, finance the shipment of his personal property from wherever he was stationed to the United States probably promising the victim that as soon as he got back to the United States with all his personal property, they'd get together and have a wonderful romance. But anyway, the um, Department of Justice working with the United States Postal Inspection Service, the FBI, the Secret Service, and Homeland Security put together a task force, tracked these folks down, uh, investigated, prosecuted, and they are going to be sentenced probably to a significant amount of time in prison. So we always are happy when these guys get caught. Thanks for sharing wow. that, Vicki. That's a good one. And would you be sure to share your fraud hotline? Not only could you speak to Vicki and get advice if you're worried about you getting scammed or a loved one who may be being scammed. We also love when you come on Scam Squad and share your story of how you were scammed or nearly scammed to warn others. Absolutely. So it's area code 805-568-2442. And I will repeat it. 
805-568-2442. And I really do welcome your your calls and I want to hear your stories and um, we will share those on Scam Squad with your permission. Thank you, Vicki. And thank you, Sean. We really appreciate you and everyone at Montecito Bank and Trust keeping us informed about what's going on with the community. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody.